in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Top 10 Show. Looking forward to talking uh, today about uh, Martin Scorsese films with The Irishman coming out really, really soon. Uh, we're excited to see the film. Of course, we're going to be reviewing it on the Top 10. That's for damn sure. And talking about where it belongs on the greatest uh, uh, films of Martin Scorsese's career. It might even mess up our own Top 10s. Might even sneak into the Top 5. We will see. But uh, I am John Roca. I am Matt Nose. Hey, thank you for uh, you know being so professional up top. That was beautiful, right oh, to the you. point. Yeah. And uh, I know I'm I'm excited to be doing uh, Scorsese. It's it's crazy this hasn't come up before. I know, right? Well, he doesn't. To be fair, he doesn't release a lot of films. True, but there have been weeks where, you know, fifty two weeks a year. I'd say 48 of them, we can eventually settle on something. But there's an odd one every few months where it's like, I got nothing for this weekend. Oh, good point. Right. And we just didn't cherry pick. You know what? We've never done him before. And it's kind of crazy to me that it took this long. Yeah. And do we know why we're doing Mars Scorsese besides the Irishman? Was it motivated by someone else? Who... It was from one of our patrons, Drew okay. Inns. And I'm Drew trying Inns. To, trying to pull up the messages from there. And uh, okay. the Patreon website is not loading oh. the messages sections. I'm going to see if I can find it in our email account somewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Drew Inns uh, set us up. It was it was perfectly timed because we had looked at the schedule and we were like, we've never done, uh, you know, Scorsese. And he sent it as, you know, an idea. Yeah. Like, this movie's coming. Why not do that? Yeah. Uh, I'll keep reloading. But sure, sure. Drew Inns is the one that sent it. I can't pull it. It doesn't. It didn't send it to our email account. Uh, Bastards. So thank you, Drew. Hopefully by the end of this, the website will be working. Otherwise, I will figure out a way to for us to record it and we will get your uh, yeah. choices out into the world. Yeah. I do not see it as of right now, and I fully blame Patreon, not you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. My wife admitted to me that she only listens to us, you know, talk up top, and then she turns it off once the movies come on. <laughs> I'm shocked your wife listens at all. Yeah, that's, uh, so yeah. that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Catherine. Well, she doesn't remember movies. The other day we were oh, watching. Okay. A TV show, and she's like, "Hold on, how is this character doing this?" Because in the last episode, this happened. I was like, "Well, that's because that, that was on this TV show." Yeah, uh, that remember it has these characters, not these. And she's like, "You're right." <laughs> Just because it's a more fluid idea of movies or whatnot. It's she's so passively engaged. Right, right. Uh, that's fantastic. So I'm not surprised when she can't get into the full nuanced movie discussion or yeah, what, yeah. what we liked or didn't like about a specific thing. Right. But I was like, "Why are you?" You know, you're actually listening. She's like, I'll listen to you guys. Bullshit. I have zero problem with that. It's in, it's fun. It's entertaining. So once you get to the movies, I don't know anything. Yeah. I think Lindley does. The, I don't know if she does the same thing. I don't know. If the, yeah. I think Do you she, think either of them listen to us at like one and a half speed? No. <laughs> They're just trying I, to churn through. I know Steve does. Steve does? Yeah. Steve loves to Steve, my co-host on the Cinephiles, he loves to listen to podcasts at one and a half for two speed. Two speed? Yeah, I can't do that. It, that's. Oh, yeah, maybe that is too. Like, I know, how, so how one are you processing? He does it one and a half. Yeah, I, think I, guess. I think you can go down even scale like one and a quarter, one and whatever, maybe yeah. below that as well. I don't know how you get the jokes. I don't. I don't know how you get the vibe of our show going one and a half speed, but it clearly works for him. I uh, 
I can understand it with like sports podcasts. I've heard that a bunch of people do that. That makes sense because it's about information gathering, right? Um, this is about more discussion because it's such a it's your opinion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, sometimes you justify it by I don't know, man. It's my <laughs> fucking opinion, you know. Sometimes you can't <laughs> summate into words exactly why. Yeah, you so thoroughly enjoy just some random terrible movie. Just no. like I, it just speaks to me. I really everything you're saying. I understand all the flaws you're pointing out, but where it sings, man, it's a fucking great tune, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, fair. Point. So I'm happy to slog through what you don't enjoy because I know. <laughs> Yeah, but this next scene so much fun. It's so good. It's I don't mind that. It's got enough of those in it. Uh, do you love Scorsese, man? Are you, is he one of your How favorites? Do you not? I think there are people who don't, especially after the Marvel. Co- What's your feeling about those? His comments recently about the Marvel movies. Do you give a shit? Don't care. Yeah, right. And and honestly, uh, I can't imagine he really cares all that much. Yeah, because he, unlike Coppola, still gets to do movies whenever right. he wants to, right. and he works whenever he wants to. But he gets a full release. The best actors consistently, great writers, great whatever across the board. And even if I don't like a movie, like one that doesn't come up on my list, it's still yeah. beautifully shot and it's well acted. It's just mm. the movie's never one I go back to. It's not – yeah, it's never connected with you or whatever. Well, it's just – it's one of those of uh, – I walked out going, okay. Yeah. You know? I can understand that. You have so uh, – such a massive body of work to me yeah. that doesn't bother me because it's like I don't care because I I still believe in you. Right, right. You're right. still churning out good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which Fair is point. incredibly impressive at his age. I agree. I, I thoroughly agree. And because this is apparently the early reviews for Irishman apparently are like this is the greatest thing he's one of the greatest things he's ever done. And right it's three now, and a half hours. I don't even care. Great, awesome. Three and a half hour. If it's if it's him, like I need to tell this story. And yeah. we have to flesh out all these individuals and understand who they are and yeah. why you give a shit. Uh, yeah, three and a half, sure. <laughs> I would have taken uh, episode nine, three hours. Yeah, I agree. They just released it, two hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. I would have done with three hours would of happily episode have, nine. Mm-hmm. You take an hour to basically lay down the groundwork of the story you want to tell yeah. and, and tie in the threads from the other ones. Yep. So we get payoffs or— And answer the questions about why Kylo is such an angry person. We still don't know what happened. Sure. Or potentially Ray's lineage, although— Yeah, that too. Uh, I that, think Kylo's thing... is more justified. Ray's sometimes it's just you don't know. Yeah. Whereas Kylo's, he lived it, so we could experience it. There are other people that went through it too. Right, right, right. Um, I just didn't know why. We still don't know why. The Knights of Ren or it's whatever super it was yeah, what is the What are the Knights of Ren? Yeah. It's, oh, there's so many questions, man. I know. They better find a way to tie this thing up right. I will tell you, though, that trailer at times yeah. looked fucking dope. Yeah, I agree. At times, it was just— I'm hoping a lot of that is first act. That's mm-hmm, my guess on mm-hmm. a ton of it. Like when she's running through the woods, that's yeah. where she is at the start of the movie. Right. Or right. potentially training the, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, by the end of the first act or something. That's not a giveaway. You knew it was going that way anyway. Yeah. So that just happened to be the setting. Don't care. But the uh, the starships erupting from the ice. Yeah. Dude. Awesome. Dude. This big ice planet. Yeah. Type of thing. Like, all right, you got me. <laughs> but then horses, and it was like, Dee. yeah, right. Dee. Some some of the CG, you're like, whoo. But then other stuff, you're like, oh, this I can't. Although like, uh, I think it was Alex Akos pointed out on Facebook because yeah. I put that. I was like, you know what? Because. Uh, Abara put a post up, and it's over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show, all spelled out. Nice. And please hit us up there. But uh, Joe Abara, who helps us with the show, put yeah. up and was like, well, you know, initial thoughts. And it had like 40, 50 comments or something. And I commented, I was like, I think I'm like everybody else, you know, uh, I'm tentative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, but there are moments that throw me off. Some of these visuals look at just the spectacle I want to see. 
Um, and then other times, you know, the horses. Yeah. And Alex Jacko's like, teddy bears saved the empire. I mean, cr- helped crush the empire. It's like, yeah, but I was a kid. Yeah. And Lucas was making it for kids. And I get it. I don't like Jedi now as an adult because of as much because of that aspect of the movie. I agree thoroughly. I think, um, but I, think, I loved it as a kid. I understand why it exists. And that may be why puts ho- oh, they put horses in all the because like yeah. they're trying to appeal to the age demographic. Put horses in the last one. That didn't end well for Oof, me. It did not end well. That was horrific. Is that now like they liberated all the horses so they're part of the rebellion? It's this little universe, universe wide. Just because you, just because you make a horse. Do something in service for you that you think is for the right reasons doesn't still mean that you're not still enslaving the horse. So, I mean, to me, it's like just because you take the horse out of the pen, you're still making the horse kind of like. Well, you can't take the ranch out of the horse. I know, of I know, I'm just saying. John, I know you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. That's for sure. If you if you got a issue with the horses being used in a horse race, I get that, of course. I understand it. But they're in the barn. They're still getting fed and maybe they're being treated well. But then you're you're still using the horse for your own purposes, just like they were using the horse for their own purposes. But you think your purposes are more noble, yeah, more so altruistic. Altruistic, right? So therefore, your usage of them. But that's all perspective. It is. Oh. It is. Yeah. And any racehorse is the most pampered horse in the entire world. Absolutely. If it's at the Monte Carlo of Star Wars, yeah. that horse is so pampered. Yeah. That the uh, unless it gets a broken leg. They will do everything in their power to save that horse, yep. especially, too, once it's done racing, it'll go off and sire. Right. And it'll be worth so much money. So that horse is living the good life as far as horses. Yeah, they weren't sitting in their filth. They had little kids who exactly. were cleaning up their poop and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. The horses only joined a rebellion because they just didn't want to be in these pins. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's it's it. It's not like they, you know, gave you the bro head nod at the end. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks. I helped you because you helped me. I got you. Peace, bro. Peace. Peace. Go get them empires. Go get their first order, bro. Peace. Uh, but it, yeah. So Irishman's coming up. We're both jazzed to go see it. Yeah. But let's jump into the show, shall okay, we? Let's do it. Uh, Mr. N set the topic for us. And the way the show works is once that topic is set, we go our individual ways and create personal top 10 lists. Show back up here. I'll do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we've re- revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. So, uh, jumping right in. Yeah. 10, I didn't know what to actually put. I'm sure. I wanted to honor a bunch of different things, but I went back to one that uh, I, I haven't seen actually since college, and I put The uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Um, okay, that's my number eight. So, yeah, we can talk okay. about it. Okay. Um, I took a film class, and we had to do an analysis, and there was like a choice of ten movies, and I chose this one because it was a Scorsese that I hadn't seen. Okay. And so it forced I, you to see it. It did, but yeah. it also forced me to sit down and see it a few times and like – Mm, Try and understand what he is saying without saying in certain yeah. scenes and framing and whatever. So it was the first time I ever sat right. down and tried to ingest or digest a movie in yeah. that fashion analytically yeah. on that level where I can't go on someone else's critique. There is no internet to search for other ideas and whatnot to express. Like there was an internet, but not the wealth of now there's 15 sites right. whenever you want to look up anything. Yeah. Then uh, I'm sure it existed, but I wouldn't know how to find it type of thing. Yeah, yeah, It was on a message board somewhere for that very specific type of discussion. Yeah. Um, Yes, kids, I lived in a time when there was no internet. (laughs) I was anti-texting at one point in my life. I was. 
just call me. Well, I mean, with yeah. text, well, just fucking call me. Right. And then eventually I was like, do not call me like yeah. everybody else. Text me. Just send me a text. Shoot me an email. Yeah. Why we got to talk? Right. Um, <laughs> well, I love the I own the film. I own the Criterion version of this one, of course. Okay. Uh, I like the film a lot because I appreciate it. Obviously, it's based on a book. So the book was first. Uh, but I appreciate the... Which is also based on a book. <laughs> <laughs> so, a very good point. Adapted screenplay from an adapted adaptation screenplay. of an adaptation of technically an adaptation of what came from God. Right. The existence of the world. Oh, this is man's processing the word of God. <laughs> There's an adaptation upon that adaptation of his... And this you, is think, then you think you know the story of Jesus? Let me tell you the story of Jesus. Um, but <laughs> who is that? That's Scorsese. You think you know the story of Jesus? Um, I, I thought it was so gutsy to do this because at a time when he didn't have to do this, and certainly at a time when the religious right was massively involved in politics. Of still course, are. yeah, but yeah, I guess you're right. But in this way, it was all still new to us. This idea that this could be. Yeah. An offensive thing, and people could protest these films and like well, exactly uh, get people to not go on or, this kind of scale or threaten yeah and threaten, this kind of coordinated an effort right boycott studios these threatens mm-hmm. these threats rather that they that they came out with to kind of stop the movie from being shown and so many of them had never even seen the movie they were just protesting the idea that a movie like this could be made and taking that that Christ would have sex with Mary Magdalene in an alternate dream state before he's fully agrees to be sacrificed which i thought is or, or crucified which i think is brilliant you know why cuz he's a human being he would have those he thoughts he would have those thoughts. He, or, even if he, you could even i'll even reduce a little bit more my, matt he might have those thoughts and the fact that he might have those thoughts is okay to chronicle in a film it's okay to have the theoretical discussion of what would that have been like yeah yeah we don't know we don't yeah none of us were the son of god and certainly nobody. You ever heard uh, David Cross's bit of we don't actually know what Jesus sounded like? <laughs> so he's from the South and he's used it a few other times, but he does this effeminate with a lisp Southern guy. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's we have no idea. I've heard that. Like, the thing is, when that type of joke, I've heard it numerous times. Like, I've heard guys do impressions of presidents that. Oh, yeah. Here's my McKinney. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> you weren't there. I've seen that that specific joke joke done poorly, and I've seen it done excellently. Yeah, excellently because it's just like you don't know. But Miller, Millard Fillmore. <laughs> you don't have the slightest clue. We don't know anything about it. So to have the the idea of what would that have been like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he is man, he would have these dreams. Yeah, sure. What would these dreams be like? And I love the cast. I mean, David Bowie is a fucking Pontius pilot. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Harvey Keitel is Judas. Uh, Barbara uh, Hershey. Hersh. Uh, Hershey, that's right. Yeah, Barbara Hershey is uh, Mary Magdalene. From Hooges. Well, yeah. So many things about the film that I thought were very, very interesting. And if you haven't seen it because of some religious hang-up or some issue with that, if you're a cinephile, I think you have to see it and make up your own mind. You can still hate it. Just at least watch it. Still, I mean, technically there be, can be no image of Muhammad within anything. That's why that Charlie Hedbo or whatever oh, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because they put a cartoon of him on the front page of their, I don't know what it is, like a, a monthly yeah. type of thing or a bi-monthly. I'm not sure. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Sometimes with religion, man, you just don't violate certain rules for people. I know. It's crazy. All right, what's your number nine? Uh, nine is The Aviator. Uh, that's a punt. Okay. Yeah. What's your eight? Eight is uh, Cape Fear. Uh, that's my ten. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Two out of the same bottom three. Yeah. Not bad. Going along well. Yeah. 
Uh, I really love this film. Uh, this is top ten. So I enjoy all of these films from Scorsese. But this one is the one I go back to the least. So therefore, that's why it's my number ten. Even though it features one of the most okay. chilling portraits of a killer that you can have in Robert De Niro's Max Cady. Um, but and Juliet Lewis is is great. Is that's her first I think feature film? Uh, no, I think it's her, no, no. That wasn't because like uh, one of the vacations was her first feature film, I think. Uh, and then you have um, uh, Nick Nolte and uh, 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 Jessica Lange. All of this involved in this remake uh, of a, a '50s film that with Robert Mitchum again, and I think Kirk Douglas. I think. Uh, oh no, no, Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, De Niro playing some Appalachian yeah, dude. felon, just the counselor, yeah. and in no way does it sound like he's doing some shitty accent or something. Nope. That reminds me of so many people that I have met. <laughs> so many people. Look, I lived in West Virginia. That's scary, man. For, well, not really, but there were a couple, like, there were a couple kids in my school that I'm sure grew up to some piece yeah. of version of this. Yeah. There are also some kids that ended up doing... Amazing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few of them that I still talk to. Hell, one was a junior Olympian. Uh, like a few have gone on to do insanely well for themselves. Yeah. But there was also, I always broke it down to, uh, you know, you had like the one smelly kid in class. Mm-hmm. There was always a, some, some years, no, but other, I moved around a lot. But yeah. anyway, so in West Virginia, there was usually two to three smelly kids. <sighs> so there was just a little bit more poverty. Yeah. They don't get to shower as much or wash their clothes as much or right. whatever else. Right, right, right. Uh, good kids. Nothing yeah. wrong with them. It's a tough situation. All but around. at the same time, if you grow up within some sort of poverty, you're more apt to end up within the system of some kind. Yeah. Eventually. You just are because you come uh, you come to lean on the system. <laughs> you smelling my clothes, man? You smelling my clothes, most? <laughs> He's so fucking creepy. He is super it's, creepy. It's such a different gear, too, for Robert De Niro. Yeah, man. Because you see that in another movie that we're, we'll get to eventually, but this one has a little bit more smarts to it. Yeah, yeah. There's calculation. Nothing beats that moment when he rolls out from under the car. That's so good. And He's stares at that dude. To me, like, Nick Nolte's good in it, but I could also see somebody else in that role. Yeah. Uh, Juliet uh, is good in it, but I could see somebody else in that role. Oh, absolutely. Like, every, across the board. But to me, De Niro's, like, so indelible yeah. from that. You cannot recast him. He was the best. Yes. The fucking boogeyman. And the score is great, too. It is. In that dun, final setting, dun, like, he gets all dun. the cinematics done mm. beautifully. I mean, him him speaking in tongues as he dies? Fuck me, man. It's so real. That's scary as hell, dude. And Nolte's just an idiot. He's just an idiot through the majority of the film, you know? He's a classic Nolte. All that kind of shit. Exactly. Keep The person keeps stubbing their toe and wondering why this wall's here. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, you understood. You knew that going into it. Yeah, move so the wall. No, oh, I can't believe this happened. Really, really, I hate that. In I hate that when that happens. When the person's just like, Bleh. it's everything you said you didn't want, and then you did it yourself. And now you're upset that it happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gee, shocker! You knew exactly. You got yourself into this situation. Then yeah, yeah. it's the only way it happened. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, all right. That was your number. Wait. That was my eight. What do you got? Uh, what, am I? Did I do my number nine? Wait. Oh yeah, ten Cape Fear. We already said that. Mm-hmm. My number nine, King of Comedy. Oh, uh, that's fun. Okay. Eight is Last Temptation of Christ. So we're up to your seven. My uh, seven is Casino. Oh, that's a punt. Oof. Is it? Yeah. For All me, right. it is. Okay. Uh, which, number, which number six? My six is, uh, this will be a punt, Departed. Uh, no, that's my number seven. Okay. Yeah. 
to pad it. Uh, as I've said other times, look, it's it's excellently done. It's just when I go back for Scorsese's, yeah. I go back for these others first. And this I'm, is more of a populist film for me, which is why I agree with you. I don't go back and see this. I, I will go back and see this one, mm-hmm. but it's like I could put it on a Saturday afternoon and go like clean the fucking house. It's not one that I have to sit down and like really savor the okay. part it isn't. So that's why it's lower on my list. I mean, maybe Casino should be at six and that at seven because okay. I will watch Casino more. Okay, up to you. Man. It's your list. If you want to switch it around, well, it's, in essence, it's the same placement type okay. of thing. Right. Six, seven, it's seven, six. It's the, they're the same, but I probably do like Casino a little bit better than that. Hmm. Uh, but it's a part of you know, yeah, uh, top to bottom, great cast. Two excellent performances from DiCaprio and Matt Damon. Oh, yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson is, is you know a, an excellent uh, Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, Mark Wahlberg, Alec yeah. Baldwin, like top to bottom. It's stellar <laughs> cast, and he gets great performances from all of them. I just wish it, it had the oomph. Like, it comes in as a 10-ton nuke, yeah, and it hits me as like a half a megaton. I agree with you a thousand percent because the, the, the Chinese storyline is a little weird. Yeah, selling the fake chips. Yeah, that's so weird. Um, and then – the whole thing of Jack going a little too far with, I smell a rat, I smell a rat. Like, the weird things he does, you're just like, okay, you're just letting him go. Scorsese is like, okay, I'm not going to be able to control this. Let's just do whatever you want to do. But I think what saves it, though, is Farmiga. And Farmiga doesn't get enough mm. love for what she does in this film. She's fantastic in this film as a person who has to negotiate both these two idiots and figure out where she belongs in between well, these two fools, right? One is like... The future I'm supposed to have, and the other one is she legitimately has feelings for. Uh, and you don't know if it's beyond like taking care of a, of a sick puppy, but there's a there seems to be a real affection between them. He's yes. just too dangerous for her to be with because he's got way too many things to work out before she he can be a viable partner to her life. Uh, true. Um, well, I told them I would be indisposed at this time. Unfortunate nope. for you, phone caller. <laughs> uh, no, that is a contractor. Oh. I just told him, I was like, I can't. If you're calling me back, right. just know that I'm out for these two hours. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. I'll call him back in the morning. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all right. It's my seven. So then my six is of the Your Punt Casino. Okay. But what do you got next? Uh, where am I at? My number seven? Yep. We just, we just said at The Departed. Uh, my number six is The Aviator. Oh, all right. The punt from me earlier. Yeah, yeah. I love this film. That's one that I don't think I'll go back for. Really? I mean, I have a bunch of times. I've seen it a bunch of times, but okay. now that it's existed in my world more, yeah. I'll go back to his other, some other stuff way, way, way more often. I guess I have the reverse experience because when I first saw it, I was like, I wasn't that impressed by it. I, wasn't, I didn't like it that much. Okay. But it's grown in my estimation as I've seen it as I've gotten older. I've kind of really appreciated and liked it even more and okay. his struggles and his battles and him like being a, a, an unfortunate victim of this thing of his, right? And so I, I, I feel yeah. a connection to that. Yeah. Unfortunate victim of a lot of things. His ego. Yes. Uh, you know, delusions of, of grandeur, which, right. which, which were well-founded. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, but to achieve those types of things, you do have to exist on that level. Yeah. That things all, of course they go right for me. I just have to doggedly push for it. Yeah. And it can happen so long as you can fill in the, the gaps around it. Uh, yeah, just the aspects of it, like finding out about Howard Hughes mm-hmm. and seeing how he became the individual that I heard stories about right, when I right, was a right, kid, really. Right. Uh, and then later on, it's like, I oh, he was big in Hollywood and he was this young buck up yeah. and coming that the establishment didn't like type of thing. Yeah. It's interesting. I just, nah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it's a it's a snapshot of Hollywood at that time, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Great performance of John C. Riley. I mean, his battle with Alan Alda is f- classic and fantastic. 
But I think it's the first window we have into what DiCaprio can do as an actor. Obviously, mm-hmm. we saw it in Gilbert Grape and whatever. But like this is – the transition is always an interesting transition. Can you make that jump from teen actor to like adult actor or young adult actor or I mean actor in your 20s and like get that kind of attention or garner that kind of uh, yeah. Oscar acclaim? And it certainly felt in this movie that he had the he was discovering the tools that he was we were going to see in uh, come later on in in his career, but I thoroughly loved what he's able to do here and the relationships that he develops with with Kate Blanchett who won an Oscar for pay, playing Catherine Hepburn and uh, Kate Beckinsale who plays uh, uh, Ava Gardner, all mm-hmm. this stuff is great. And then you have the way Scorsese shoots the moments where he has to like repeat things in the spotlight in the dark. It's like, oh my god, that's, that might be that must be what it feels like. You cannot control yourself, and you feel completely isolated and alone. And it just goes over and over and over again because you're trying, like you said, the stubbing of the wall. The, toe, the yeah. toe is stubbing the wall, trying to put a hole through that wall so it can see, and it can't. It's interesting. Yeah, sometimes you just got to learn that this is never going to happen no matter what I do. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, it's uh, – but if you have a specific type of you know, uh, condition or whatever the case is, that sometimes your brain can only – actually the biochemistry dictates that it now is locked in laser-like yeah, on yeah. this and the rest can't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. So you just focus on the one thing yeah. that makes sense to you in that given moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that was your six? Yeah. All right. Uh, so my five is a punt from you earlier, King of Comedy. Okay. Because I think it's even truer today than when it was put out. That's absolutely a fair point. If a dude did that, uh, kidnapped somebody, but didn't they didn't get hurt, whatnot, and they went away, got a six-year sentence, and they only yeah. had to do two and a half, they're still around in the public consciousness enough. If, if you could have that where 90-something million people saw you and you did still have event television type yeah, of Yeah, yeah. But you had today's connectivity. So they did the equivalent version like Super Bowl or something. And we all knew who they were. And in that moment when they watch him on the screen, they're laughing at the jokes. They yeah. think he's funny. Yeah. So they kind of believe that he was right and justified. And technically all he did was put this man in another room. At gunpoint, yeah. yes, it's awful. But two and a half years in, right. never had any intent of hurting the individual. Right. And that person would be so stupid famous two and a half years later that they could spend a career out of it and they would live yeah. on Twitter and Instagram and would they go the route of people like them for who they are? I don't think Pupkin would. So he's just become more and more shocking maybe eventually yeah. to try and garner more and more of the attention. Well, that's the way it works, isn't it? Just because you get what you want doesn't mean you find, you're satisfied. Yeah. Especially a person like that. that's what like you actually that. wanted. Right, right. A person with that kind of psychological makeup, as soon as they get what they want and the way they got it too, like he didn't work for it. No. All he did was like stumble into it by chasing, being essentially being a stalker to Jerry Lewis's character. But every character. once again, we don't care. Right, right. Collectively, right. Is we got a bunch of people earning it. Here's the guy that just sprung up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. We like those two. Look at the Kardashians. Built a whole empire off a sex tape. So, you know, it's true. It comes out of nowhere. You never know what it's going to be. And then boom. While true, I would imagine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Jenner was their father who was world Bruce, famous. Yeah, right. And... Yeah, but no one was their, like their watching dad the was part of the OJ trial. Yeah, sure. We knew his name from that. Sure, sure. Uh, but Paris Hilton, who was their fa- friend, was more famous. Yes, and sh- they would show Kardashian hanging out with Paris, but she couldn't get anything off the ground. It wasn't until the sex tape, and it became this fascination, and the way it all came about, and then the connection. Blah 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 blah. I don't care what they fucking say now, and how to try to spin it or the PR. These fucking KK stands. I don't care. 
The truth is, what? this is what actually happened. KK stands. What? Yeah, the 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 Kim. The, that's what they tried to call their brand was KK. Yeah, KKK was what they tried because because oh, they're dumb. Kim Kardashian Cosmetics with no, a K. No, it was Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. They were oh. trying to. That's what they were trying to call their. People were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" So, and their their pushback was, "Well, we're trying to change the connotation." Oh, rebranded. Yeah, there you go. When did this story happen? This was a few years ago. Was it? That's yeah. how little I pay attention. I've but, never heard of this God at all. all. In any moment of my entire, I've never yeah. paid attention. I'm a terrible fan of gossip. Yeah, because uh, they uh, seem to mix it up quite a bit as a family with basketball players. That's my only understanding. <laughs> right. On any level, do any of them do well? The basketball players when they're hooked up with that family? No. Well, certainly not Chloe. They're coolers, man. That family is coolers for anybody outside that family. Jury's still out on Ben Simmons. How about Lamar? Good God Almighty. Chloe, I'm with you. Yeah. But uh, whichever Jenner it is, she dated Blake Griffin and... Ben Simmons. Well, that's fair, but I don't think the Gen- the Jenner thing applies. That's I think it's the Kardashian. Family. They're half. Yeah. They, so it's not. A, it's only half as powerful. Then we're powerful. talking about Chloe, and yes, she. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. She is, she is Tristan Thompson. You know, he got a payday. Good for him. Ah, yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this has been your gossip minute with the top ten show about something I I admitted yeah. I knew nothing of, unless it's basketball. Right? But so the king of comedy, it just. Yeah. When you watch it now, you're like, that. Uh, this seems so real. And I'm sure at the time this was kind of absurdist on some level. Yeah. And I could totally see this happening. Well, and listen, I, I want to make sure I say this correctly because I want to walk the line here to be respectful but also be legitimate to what I'm saying. Sometimes I've had fans reach out to me and be like, how can I get to where you're at? Like, how can I get hired by Collider? It's like, why? What have you done to get hired by Collider out of the blue from nowhere? That's the thing. I didn't get hired out of the blue from nowhere. True. I was lucky to be in Los Angeles. I was lucky that Christian Harloff asked me to co-host a or asked me to be a guest on a podcast. Then eventually he left that podcast, asked me to co-host. Then I pitched podcasts around to other people to try to create it. By the way, I wasn't paid a dime. Mm-hmm. But then I networked, met people, became friends with people, things of that nature. And then eventually through my hard work, through my determination, through the quality of the product I was producing, I got hired full time at Collider. So it was I'm not going to hand you shit. And so when people go and do say that to me or send me emails, I really get like fuck is wrong with you? Work for it, find a way to get noticed. Fuck yeah. It, it isn't just emailing and I go, "Oh yeah, let's just find this isn't America's even American Idol, you have to go and perform and audition, get picked, and then fight through rounds and rounds and rounds before you get to be the American Idol. And guess what? That doesn't it still doesn't mean you're going to be successful. The third person kicked off. Like Kelly Clark or like a True. whatever, a Carrie Underwood could end up being way so more successful than you just because you won the thing. <sighs> now, at this point, if you want to make it past those cut process uh, early on, especially just, you know, know a producer. So email me. <laughs> I'll happily take your bribe. What do you want? What do you want? You want an introduction? Fine. Let's set a price. No one bribes we'll, me. We'll talk money off. You know, I could circumvent you. I know enough people in this office. That's you could. Uh, this person's, you know, hey, l- listen, full, yeah. my full voucher on this guy. Yeah. This uh, guy in Albuquerque. Hey, this guy in South Dakota. I'll tell you this much right now. Roca is scared of him, so he's only going to talk shit about this guy. <laughs> that tells so, you so how true. good he is. It's so true. It's, you know. You found me <laughs> he's out. He's going to guns a-blazing. <laughs> No, I just I, I appreciate people's desire to reach yeah, but, out, but you also have to be aware of 
what you're doing and the situation. You have to look. You have to read the lay of the land mm-hmm. to understand. I appreciate you want to. Now, if you're asking me, hey, can you give me some tips, some guidelines, some pointers? Absolutely. That's no problem. Can you get me a job on Collider? That's brazen and unearned. True. But send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, I like bribes at Gmail. Yeah, bribes at Gmail. Uh, hit me up. I like bribes at Gmail. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I will entertain all offers. It's just a matter of price. Uh, so that was my five. What's your five? Uh, five is Taxi Driver. Uh, that's my four. Okay. I wish I liked this movie more, man. That's why I, it's my four. Like, yeah. It's a force of nature. Yes. And it's one of those I genuinely think you need to see. Yes. I think it's a movie that it's uh, super interesting. It's just as good on its its psychological mania type of level and yep. seeing a person devolve into this individual. And it can easily happen now. It could have happened 50 years ago, yep. 100. This this is not specific to the era that it's in. And it's got a nice pace to it. Yeah, It's just tough to go back and rewatch because you know exactly – you know, how this pot boils over. Right. And you mentioned this. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, you know, we had to do it for the cinephiles. It was a, I, I thought I was dreading it, watching it again. But it is actually a watchable movie. Damn good movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, you could go back and watch it again. It's like Clockwork Orange. To me, it's their emotional experiences. And so I don't really feel the inclination to put myself through those experiences okay. over and over and over again. But on those, on both of those movies, Clockwork's a good, a good example. Yeah. There are parts that some people find inco- uncomfortable that yes. I'll happily go back and watch. Okay. Because that movie, especially, is just a series of uncomfortable scenes. It is. So what? what is your most... The rape scene discomforting. is discomforting. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that scene. It's uncomfortable and unsettling. Um, and with Taxi Driver, it's him taking her to the porn theater. Oh, yeah. That's, that's uh, achy. It's tragic, you know, because he is so uh, – he has so – he does not have this developed ability to connect with someone of the opposite sex mm-hmm. in a normal way. So I think he has these self-destructive impulses that appear because – he doesn't – as much as he wants to complain about the entire world, he wants to also destroy himself. And here's a perfect opportunity. There is – the fact that he even got to go on a date with Sybil Shepard's character uh, is incredible in itself. But then to get so stupid that you think bringing her to a porn movie is the way to go about it. It's a self-destructive impulse. Or it's animalistic in that he knows she likes sex and he likes sex. So let's just have the discussion. Like he's just so dumb yeah. or so naive to think like you like food. I like food. Let's go eat food. You like yeah. sex. I like sex. We should go watch some sex. You can even break it down even more that like because he's surrounded by this particular social strata, mm-hmm. this is what works within that social strata. So I use my Quite same possibly. technique to a person who's in a separate and I would argue higher social strata. Why isn't it working? And it's because – and she goes well, with him, by the way. So more that's functional. Interesting. It is. But yeah. I'm sure if we spoke to any of our female listeners, just like us, they've been on bad dates and they've probably been on more of them. Right. And just to be nice. Yeah. They do – they put the – Type of they, thing. Yeah. They go you someplace. You up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how many times have you been asked out as a guy? Mm-hmm. I can – on a handful of Yeah, you know, maybe a handful. handful when I was younger. When Mostly. I was 20s, yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Although – one of the most baller things we went to, I was just hanging out at the bar with a buddy of mine. Yeah. And uh, just, he was just having a beer or two, and I didn't drink at that time. Mm-hmm. But I was in some of the best shape of my life, and I'm fucking just jacked. And this drunk girl came past, and uh, 
hot. Yeah. This was in L.A. This was in Santa Monica on a Saturday night and uh, just came over and forcefully started making out with me wow. and everything else and whatnot. And then just like, hey, if you want, we can kind of continue the conversation somewhere else <laughs> and walked away. Uh, and then my buddy just looked at me. He was like, you'll be f- that that happens to you, and it, it was one of those of it doesn't, but yeah. you have to play it off of like every once and again, you know, hey, every yeah. once and again, ten does that. I have a friend who gets hit on all the time. Now he's married now with a child, yeah. But before he used to get hit on all the time. Piper Parabu dropped her resume. He was working as a uh, bookseller at uh, Barn at B. Barnes and Noble, whatever, mm-hmm. B. Dalton, whatever, with B. Dalton, that was on La Cienega for the longest time. It's at PetSmart now. Yeah. But he was working there in his first job coming here into L.A. in the 2000s, uh, and she took a liking to him to where she dropped her resume with her picture and her number on it in the aisle for him to pick up to call her. And when he picked it up thinking that she had dropped it, she goes, no, no, that's yours. Call me when you want to go out. This guy got hit on all – by the way, he didn't because he had a girlfriend. But he got hit on all the time. He would go yeah. to Burning Man. I remember this. A few, a couple of my friends, he'd go to Burning Man. Three women came up to him one time while they were all standing around a fire. They're all high as fuck. Three women came up and they said to him, we want to have a dick-sucking contest with you as the judge. Yeah. And he turned them down. And my friend who was standing next to him, and he t- they both told me the story. He goes, fuck you. Fuck you. Of that course. That happens to you. Of course. And that you turn it down. <laughs> yeah. I know. Move to Los Angeles, people, and you will f- realize how ugly you really are. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It is. It is. Or how pretty you really are. The thing is, I've seen that happen. I've got – I know a few dudes. Yeah. They're, just, yeah. they're that good They have looking. that energy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it just – and it's always come so effortlessly. Yeah. So now it does because it kind of – it just happened. It's one of those things. Makuga gets in on all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the ladies love him. And, and why not? He's got a great energy, fun energy. Yeah. Seems like a total awesome dude to hang out with. Hey, I don't put in the effort anymore. Yeah. It only happens now like once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. I think if I lost weight and got back into my shape like I was before, I might get occasionally hit on or I might get like a little flirting going on. But I'm at that place where I don't – I've got my girl. Like I'm, I'm ready to yeah. settle it all down. So I stopped a long time ago. He did? <laughs> I mean it's, it worked out beautifully. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Catherine's beautiful, man. You're a very lucky man. Yeah. She's smart as hell. I don't have to – I'm nice. She we won't hear this because we're in the movie. She won't hear yeah, this. Yeah, we're well, we're well into it. I'm not <laughs> concerned out. about that. Okay. I'm still like, I'll say hi and I say please and thank you and all that stuff. I'm, sure. I'm polite and it's never fortunate. Like, hey, thanks. Appreciate that. Like, yeah. I'm honest and genuine about it. But I don't say, you know, how you been? What's going on with yeah, you? Can you believe yeah. this? I just like, I don't I don't know. I feel I feel like I don't have the energy and that's a lie. Yeah. I don't want to put in the energy. Is that, is that you don't want to put in the energy? That's what it is. Why would you? I, You've already got somebody. It just, it's just—it's wasted energy. It, it, that's There's what it not feels even like. Ego stroke out of it, right? I always assume it's like you're at work. You just want to—you're moving on from one task to the next. Yeah, right. That's when I'm at work. Sometimes I want to talk, but more often than not, just like let the job take over. Yeah. Time will pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I hear you. <laughs> All right, where are we at? That was my four. Your five. What's your four? Uh, four is casino. Okay. Yeah. It was a pun from earlier. Yeah. This film has grown for me because the same thing with uh, Aviator. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I didn't like Sharon Stone. I was, never was a big fan of Sharon Stone uh, at that time. She is, you know. Because her character is a, a fucking asshole in this whole movie. It makes sense, though, given who the, the other exactly. characters are exactly. in it. But, yeah, she makes it tough to watch, not through any fault of her own. She's no, doing a great job. She's a good actress. It's a fantastic yeah. performance. But for me, she's a unsavory person. But then again, everybody involved in this thing is unsavory in the movie. Yeah. Ace is just the least unsavory. 
because he doesn't go off killing people. Yeah. His unsavoriness is his um, micromanaging. He doesn't have to anymore. Right. Right, right. So right. we don't see him do it, but he did it to get there. There's right. no way that he hasn't. Yeah, it's true. But and Pesci's incredible in this movie, even more so for me than Goodfellas. Yeah, when he pivots to taking her. Oh. It's one of those of, of course he did. Yeah. Of yeah. course he did. And when he's like defending her and stuff. And like, yeah. You're just like, and you've been in those situations growing up. Like maybe there's somebody who like wants to be with a girl that you're dating and you can't seem to make it work with that girl, but he's going behind your back to like communicate with her and shit. And you're just like, what the fuck? And so watching him do that to uh, Robert De Niro, to uh, Ace, uh, De Niro's character, Ace, it's like, oh, you dirty son of a bitch. You dirty, dirty son of a bitch. And then you're going to yep. use her. To get to him. Mm -hmm. And then she becomes an unwitting pawn to Just, both of them. But as an audience member, you're like, yeah, that, that feels about right. Yeah. <laughs> that feels about right. Seems right. like what you would do. Right, right. Your other meal ticket is gone. Jimmy Woods wasn't the, you know, yeah. the, the, the white knight. But she legitimately has affection for that guy. As opposed to For whatever De Niro. reason, yeah, man, he whatever. seems slimier than all of them. I think this happens. I think both men and women have, oh, some, yeah. have some, in, for some, whatever, some We've person. We've both seen it. Yeah. Some person just comes along. Shouldn't have any kind of connection to that person, but for whatever reason, they do. Exactly. This is a this is a damaging relationship, and yeah. both of you are going to keep colliding into one another until what? It destroys one or yeah. both of you. Set you both on fire. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy that shit. Yeah. It's like uh, um, in Narc, you know, that the Leota, yeah, and Jason Patrick, they show up, and there's the. I assume he's Latino. Latino actor. He was just in Ad Astra as one of the, the Pentagon uh, war guys. He's been he, okay. he's a solidly working actor for the past like 10 years. But okay. I forgot, you know, that he was in NARC and his girlfriend is a prostitute and whatnot. And she gave him herpes or something like that. Oh, OK. So he because his dick is burning, he burns, you know, he puts the lights her hair on fire and he's all whacked out on meth and stuff like that. And just they go into a screaming match and then he walks away. But I'm sorry, I fucking love you. Like, just the chaos of it is something that he thrives on. When they're together, da -da 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 -da, and then as soon as she's gone, right, it's like, right. that's a good woman right there. That does a you know, I is love it, her. Is it John Ortiz? Could be. Okay. Usually has a mustache. Like this guy, is it this yes. guy? Yeah, John Ortiz. He's yeah. great. He is. He's always good. Such a great character actor, man. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but there, you see that, and it's, uh, I obviously don't know any meth addicts. That are, you know, in relationships with prostitutes. Fair enough. Hasn't come into my social social circles too many times. <laughs> Where's that been? That I know of. Could be, but that I know of. But I've seen people be destructive in other ways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it was one of those of it's cartoonish, it's comedic, and yet it's honest. <laughs> the herpes can be figurative, man. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Depending on what kind of person you're with. Well, uh, but I also know one individual. Uh, he came up another time. So, um. When Burns was on the last time, yeah, 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 and we both broke into a uh, the character voice, and we explained it to you. He's like, "Oh, he's the guy that used to work at the comedy store because he right. was just a racist type of thing." <sighs> yeah, yeah, and he got into a little position of uh, a power, yeah. but it was that type of stuff that would pop up. And you're like, "Okay, all right, okay." Uh, all right, what's your number three, man? Uh, three is Wolf of Wall Street. That's my three. Perfect yeah. timing. Yeah, dude, I love this movie. Um, I know you love it too, Matt, so please take the lead on this one. The It was flirting with number two. Wow. Because the rewatchability for me on this one is high. I'll be honest with you. I thought it might get you to number one. 
No. Because you love this movie, man. It's, it doesn't hold a candle to my number one. Okay. Fair number enough. one is that was done. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, this, maybe this, maybe this. And then, but three seemed, the rewatchability is just so high. Yeah. So high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, reminiscent of what is going to come up on, on both of our lists later, uh, which mm-hmm. is easily my number one. Okay. Um, I love the ride, and his fall, I think, is more palatable than the fall of the other character that's coming up, mm. where it's catastrophic, but you know he rebounds, yeah. whereas you don't know about the other one. And it's this crazy ride of how how do you go from this to this? Right. And as you're watching the chaos unfold, it all seems very real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like, good point. It, yes, they're cramming a lot in here, or we're seeing a lot of the highlights, like this party and that party and that party. but. Yeah. By all accounts, a lot of this stuff kind of happened, like variations on this same stuff. And they just still do hazing crap yeah. to, like, junior associates or whatever, you know, they're called, but they're not officially traders and whatnot. And they haze them and everything coming in and making bets, wagers of ridiculous size on the most mundane of things because they're playing with sums of money that don't make sense anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, it's just like, well, yeah, we'll hire, you know, strippers to come in in the 80s. The amount of coke and everything else that was flooding around this, you know, yeah. New York, what I assume, everything I've ever seen in movies and TV and news reports of the day, yeah. lots of cocaine. <laughs> Very prevalent. <laughs> you add into that all the so drug true. use. Now you have all this money. Yeah. And this does seem like it, a way for a bunch of, you know, seemingly idiots outside of DiCaprio could manage to yeah. fall backwards into boatloads of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. At that time. Yeah, I mean, Jonah Hill's fantastic as well. Margot Robbie, what an introduction into the world of film that she has really taken and gone into, like, the stratosphere with. One of the most solid working actresses right now. Yep. A producer, too. She's making money hand over fist, good man. Good for her. Yeah, exactly. Some people take that. Some people get that opportunity and don't know how to turn it into uh, branding themselves in a business. And she is a business. She is a brand, Margot Robbie now. And so it's like, boom, that's how you do it. And God love her for that. And of course, I, Tanya really helped giving her credibility overall as an actress. Well, it just showed she can easily carry a picture, easily carry a picture. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I hope she gets a chance to do it. You know, plus that was such an interesting role. Yeah. I can see why you gravitate. I, it's the way more interesting story than Nancy Kerrigan to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I could care less. Because how, how does someone end up like this? And then the right. absurdity of the guy that, oh, you, you need somebody killed. Basically, it's the John Goodman character. But He's playing Richard Jewell. In the, he in, is. In that the, looks good. That looks good, right? That looks good. I know. I can't I know. Wait. I saw him. And I was like, good for you, dude. You were so good. And I, Tanya, I've seen him in something else, too. Oh, yeah? In between that oh, okay. and I, Tanya. I can't I, remember what it was. It was more comedic, I want to say. I think he's friends with Knapsack. Oh, is he? I think Knapsack told me, like, he's friends with him, I think. Don't, don't quote me on that. I think. So, yeah. Well, I'm guessing he was uh, working around this town for a long time. Oh, probably. And got his shot, and good for you, because yeah. you're good. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, anyway. All right, so that's your number three? That's my three. Our three. What's your two? My two is Raging Bull. All right. So that's my number one. Okay. So we'll switch on and have an argument about that. Uh, we'll have to flip the coin, I guess. Um, yeah. Because I don't <laughs> think either of us is relenting on this one. Nope. <laughs> yeah, this is... Raging Bull, it's my number one. Uh, I think this is the greatest performance De Niro is ever going to deliver, no matter what movie you're talking about. Uh 
I think there's so much that you can pick up from when you're in your 20s through the film, through with your 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. I think there's you're go, you're going to see the movie through a different lens every decade of your life. How and, to beat a woman across decades? No, is what you're saying? No, no. As you age into the beatings, this is how you got to do it now. No, it's a matter of like you look at a guy who is an in essence an animal, but he's been trained to be an animal to be good in the ring. But his anger gets the best of him. His ego, his pride is like machismo, what that downfall can lead to. No brother, no wife, uh, stuck in a in a in a uh, freaking dingy nightclub doing Shakespeare for 20 people in a fucking bar after a burlesque dancer. You could have been a giant. Yeah. And you became you were a champion. And this is what you were reduced to because they were knocked me down, Ray. Yeah, that stupid pride mm-hmm. because your pugnacious nature led you to destroy your brother for a stupid thing you created in your head because you couldn't face the fact that you were a shitty partner, a shitty husband, and a shitty dad, uh, and you instead wanted to take it out on the whole world instead of yourself to the point where you end up getting hoodwinked by a sixteen-year-old in some kind of possible sting operation at a club. And you have that one where you break down in the prison where he punches the fucking concrete, which is incredible. Um, if I ever get the chance to sit down with De Niro, this is the only film I want to talk about. The only film I want to talk for an hour about well, is Wretching Pool. You don't get to make that choice. <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. Right. right At least right, not right. yet. Maybe someday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, fucking uh, Lipton sitting over here. You got to earn it, John. <laughs> it's a fair you point. You can't just show up to the bigs. I can't just email De Niro and go, this is the only film I want to talk about. <laughs> this is all we're talking about. And him for go, no problem, Charlie Rose. I will sit down with you for one hour and discuss whatever you like. I like you so much. Fair point. Fair point. I wonder if I could ever get De Niro on the deep cut. It would be so hard to do, man. I. Uh, it would take me a year. I hope you do. Yeah, it, uh, thank I you, hope man. you do. I think it would take a year at least or yeah. two years to uh, of wearing a, them down. Cool story. Yeah, cool story, bro. Cool story. Uh, oh, and the fact that he shot this in black and white, nineteen eighty. Like no one was doing this in nineteen eighty. Uh, yeah. And the the way he frames boxing is some of the most realistic boxing you'll ever see on screen. The blood on the ropes and the dinginess of those gyms and everything like that. And of course, yeah, the character, the relationship between him and his brother, and him and Kathy Moriarty, who of course is a young girl that he kind of like seduces to be with him, uh, you know, uh, and, and sacrifices his current wife for it to be with her. But it's a terrible relationship because he's so possessive of her because he's not aware of he doesn't have the emotional faculty or vocabulary to understand that he's an insecure person who is destroying everything around him. You know, and yeah. How many people listening to us uh, who are in the later years remember their younger years and remember some of the shit they? Pull and can connect to this guy uh, in their own way, you know? And so I, I love the story. And yeah, it's kind of a happy ending in that he does some kind of, he does have some kind of resolution with his brother. And Pesci's fantastic in this as well. Yeah. And uh, Frank Vincent. Um, but in the end, this is what he's reduced to is being essentially a nightclub entertainer. Well, he has and no other real skill set at this point. Yeah. He's cheering on, on a name. For the thirty or forty people who still like remember sleeping him. on a cot, yeah, yeah, type of thing. But it's he's not in prison. He's not. He's not in a destructive relationship anymore. Nope. He's quit drinking at that point, hasn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, even if this is a, a meager existence by his former standards, on some level, yeah, it's a happier one. Yeah, it's a more stable one. It's it's a less uh, dramatic one, mm-hmm. and one that leads to that doesn't lead to his. Imminent death in some terrible yeah. and way. You're an old man at this point. Yeah. So right. just ride out what you got, what you can mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your, you know, the whatever time you have left. Yeah. 
trade on that name for as long as you can. Good for you. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. All right. So my one year two is Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. See the everything you said about Raging Bull is one hundred percent right. But Goodwill, Goodfellas, I can watch from any moment mm-hmm. and watch it to the the end. So if it's the last two minutes, I'll happily turn it on just to see him like now I'm one of these schnooks out in the the you know boondocks. Like the other day, I ordered what was spaghetti. it spaghetti yeah. and, and meatballs, and it was this with yeah, yeah with ketchup. And just the indignity to him. Yeah. He's used to just stealing whatever the hell he wanted. Having wads of cash at all times. but And eating the best food. Yeah, getting the best table. Yeah. Like living a lavish lifestyle, buying a home in cash. Yeah. And you know, your wife wants a little cash on the side. All right, how much you need? And then, you know, that transaction happens. <laughs> but it, it, from any moment, from any one minute in, great, 20 it literally does not matter. I will watch it. I love that fucking movie. I love the fucking movie, and you know me. I, we said it a number of times on the top. I love the fucking movie all the way until he starts with the drugs. As but, soon as he starts with the drugs and that whole sequence with the child, with his uh, kid and his he's brother. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's got to have a downfall. I know. He has to have a downfall. Otherwise, why am I watching this dude just get away with I know. bloody murder? Look, I know you're right. Hours. I know you're right. It just makes me feel terrible. I, I need I the like emotional. The I know. Yeah. I know. But it's not like Sharon Stone in Casino where you're fucking stop. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Whereas in this, like you have no choice. This is exactly your trajectory. Yeah. But like Michael's downfall, Corleone, Michael Corleone's downfall. I like his downfall, you know, because at the end of Godfather 2, that's not a happy ending. No, but he also alienated his entire family. It takes longer to get there. True. Over six hours. Yeah. yeah, And it's not as, you know, precipitously steep. Right. Yeah, you don't go fall right off the cliff. Exactly. And he was the head of the family versus Leota, who was always a— He was never going to be a made guy because, right. you know— He was always a worker for the family. Exactly. He was not the head of the family. He wasn't Paul Sorvino. But the—I the, the, mean, all of it. Like, I just—I love the shit out of this movie from beginning to end. But from beginning until that that moment with the drugs and everything. But, like, because, I mean, I love the idea of the old school shit. Like, the, the fact that he never had a phone and homie had to run across the street to give oh, yeah. messages. Tootie, Tootie had to run Tootie, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. Paul Sorvino is, like, this massive mountain that only moves when he needs to, right? And this idea of, like, earning your bones and, like, putting the money. You didn't say well, a word. And yeah. the youthful exuberance of of uh, Henry Hill yeah. as a kid seeing that like he starts off by parking cars yeah and then he has to light some of those cars on fire and whatnot, and he gets pinched for cigarettes yeah. I just love when he's talking to the cop I'm like no it's fine it's fine what do you, what do you need I, I gotta call what, yeah, what, what do you need you, you need a little extra for you type of thing just uh, so good the introduction to Pesci his buddy uh, yeah. the, the De Niro does it hey I want you to meet Tommy hello Henry yeah. how are you Henry how you doing how you doing how you doing how you doing uh, when he walks out of the court, oh and yeah, he thinks they're going to be pissed, and they're like, "Hey, pop this cherry! Hey. You didn't, you didn't squeal. You did. You know, you're yeah, fine. You're yeah. fine. You had to do this. You're slowly becoming one of us. But he can never be a made guy. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it so heartbreaking. It's a fucking tragedy, man. Because Jimmy Conway is he's Irish. He's but he's also like so good at this world. He is, and he's tipping everybody. So everybody loves Jimmy because Jimmy's got a great personality, gregarious, right. and he's also giving he's the type money. Of guy that tips you twenty dollars to keep the ice cold. Exactly. You know, like, right. Exactly. So, and but then what he ends up is he gets older. 
You know, he's a fucking old man with those big glasses and trying to hustle still at the end with the dresses and everything. Oh, the dress. Well, that was oh. to murder her. Yeah, of course it was. But this is still within what he's trying to do to survive, which is like yeah. steal the no, way. he's a rat. He's, yeah, he's and, a rat. Yeah. yeah. As cool as he was, he ends up a fucking rat. Well, more so, he's a rat in a f- fucking cage type of thing. He knows he's surrounded on all sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is slowly collapsing down upon him. So yeah. he's trying to lash out against it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Pesci gets, you know, killed and uh, Leota ends up fucking witness protection like a, a rat of a different kind. You yeah, know? he actually becomes the rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brocco is great. I mean, those scenes with him and Brocco are just fucking excellent. From the beginning when they go on the date to where he she goes and fucking confronts him. Oh, and, I love the waking up and she's got the oh, revolver that's it. That, I'll in be his on, face. Here's what I'll tell you, Matt. This Karen. Is, this is a, a window. Karen. <laughs> what are you doing? His eyes are so sunk into his head from all the drinking and drugs. Karen. Just tell me your name. Then he finally gets the gun. What are you, fucking stupid? Oh, (laughs) such good acting. When he beats the crap out of her neighbor. Oh, my God. With the the gun. Yeah, it goes over. Just boom. That's fantastic. Boom. Boom. And then the two guys are like, eh, eh, that are next to him. Yeah. Who doesn't want to beat the shit out of a wimpy wasp, motherfucker? It's so raw. It's like, basically, it's the 70s punching the 50s and 60s in the face. Because he... (laughs) He's like waspish yeah. idealism. Come here, Pat Boone. Yeah, no. Exactly. It just comes over. <laughs> Pap! Just right in his grill. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love it to pieces. That and, movie's the best. Uh, and she's sexy as fuck when she's on top of him, to be honest with you. with the. Oh, girl. yeah, no. It's she is exuding. Yeah. They have a hell of a chemistry. Yeah. Brocco is hot in that movie, man. Without a doubt. Uh, all right. Well, that's our separate uh, Martin Scorsese uh, top ten films. Uh, we're going to compile the list now and uh, count it down for you, fine people, and uh, see if I can get Drew's oh, list. Drew's list. See do you want I... me to write while you look up uh, Drew's? Oh no, wait. I guess we got to do that. Perhaps. I'm gonna anyway, it again, you try and pull it up on the website. Okay, because it's not working on the mobile. I might be able to access it through the app, but the app could be one of the worst apps that I use, and I just stopped using it. It's easier to log on. Okay. It always does this. No, not. Yeah, uh, anyway, it always anyway. has to verify. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And it logs you out immediately. And then when you get in there, it's a different interface from than the website. Yes. Um, it's, it's just annoying. But at the same time, it does give us direct interactivity with a ton of the different <laughs> fans. So it's got its utility. I'm not complaining about it. Just that aspect of it. Why is it in a seamless transition from one to the other? Yeah. Or if John logs in right now, there's a good chance that he logs me out. So the next oh, time I log in, point. I have to log in. Right. It has all these weird little quirks of, it's fine. It's just slightly annoying. There's security features. Can't argue that. True. Um, all right. Are you in? Uh, I still have to verify this device. I have to log in again. Oh, yeah. To your regular email. Yeah. They send you an email for that. That's and then you have to... I, I don't know why it keeps doing this over and over again. It does. It's so frustrating. It, isn't it? It's just one of those of, this makes no sense, guys. Yeah. Is this really why is the this way that we're going to do this? Well, I guess the first question is. Uh, here we go. All right. I got in. Finally. Are you willing to relent at all on Raging Bull or are we flipping a coin? I think we're flipping a coin. Because really, because the, the excitement in your eyes as we discussed all those Goodfellas scenes mm-hmm. was palpable. Yeah? Was palpable. It was. And But only because you purposely tried to be unpalpable about uh, Raging Bull to influence my decision. Well, I don't know that I have that same kind of giddiness that I do about Goodfellas where I can describe every scene in such vivid detail that I can bring it back to like, pick a scene. <laughs> pick a scene. I can literally do it. I know that movie backwards and forwards. You do? Uh, so it doesn't even matter. Okay. Like the in the car and uh, uh, 
you know, Pesci's trying to get Henry to, to Henry Hendry. to go on a date. Just to, come on, they're lighting that bar on fire for the insurance money because right. they bankrupted by buying all the the booze at fucking market value and turning around and selling it out the back. And it's fine. We just declare everything for bankruptcy. And they went inside that you know the the tiki ish vibe type of thing. Yeah. They're stuffing fucking oiled rags up into it and whatnot. Come on, you should just come. Right. Uh, I don't see the email that he sent his list. Did he not send his list? He did not. Well, I, I messaged him back saying. Okay. Um, hey, you've got, you know, although I don't see that on here. Okay. Which is weird. I will scroll up. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, I emailed him there and said just a reminder to get it in. No, he never responded. Okay. All right. Well, Drew, just uh, send it to us whenever you get the opportunity, and we will happily read it on air. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I sent the reminder yesterday. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, so ours. So do we need to flip a coin on this? Yes. I'm not going to relent. Let's see. Is this the right one or is this the weighted one? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's the, it's the same one that's weighted. Unlike you, I understand what the coins. Here we go. So we're good to go. All right. You ready? Yes, let's do it. I'll do a little shimmy shake so I don't know what's on top. All right. And then we go on best two out of three or just straight one up? No, straight one up. I'm cool because we're, we're short on time for me. That's true. So no, okay. make sure you flip it. What's you got? What you got? Uh, that is Superman. What does that mean? That is you. Oh! Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean, because we're strapped on time, I'm not going to fight you, but this is... This is sacrilege. <laughs> Wait, you get so if, it, if the if the thing had worked out for you, you were fine with this? I'm confused. On other weeks, I, I just know that 100. percent There is no wavering for me. That is number one. Right. I can't be talked into anything else. So right. it violates. But then why'd you even flip the coin? Well, because there's no other way, and we are under a time constraint. So you got to do what you got to do. Three is done. So our top three okay. are done. All right. Taxi driver was four five. Yeah. What's casino? Oh, casino's lower for casino you. Casino is six. so taxi driver. Yeah, makes sense. Casino was... Four for me. Four, six. Yeah, that's higher than King of Comedy. Okay. So go Casino, then King of Comedy. Yeah. Rupert Pupkin. And then we both have Departed next. Oh, yeah, I have that in a seven. Oh, I had Aviator at six, but I have Departed at seven. At seven, seven versus... Would you say Aviator six? Six. Seven, seven versus six, nine. Oh, would, seven, seven. Yeah, I would say seven, seven. Yep, yep. Departed. Did we have any that weren't on our lists? No. That's pretty cool. Wow, all 10 of ours are on each of those lists, just in different places. Yeah, Cape Fear and Last Temptation of Christ. Respect that. All right. Uh, where'd you have Cape? Uh, 10. Last Temptation? Eight. Okay, we got the same thing again. Uh, I would say Cape Fear still over Last Temptation, okay. personally. I don't have a problem with that. I got to fight you on that one. So, okay, good to go. Because I got Raging Bull in the morning. And then uh, we got shout outs after that, people. Yeah, so no, don't, don't, don't turn it off after this. Uh, all right. The top 10 Martin Scorsese movies. Yeah. At number 10. The Last Temptation of Christ. At number 9. Cape Fear. At number 8. The Aviator. 
At number seven. The Departed. At number six. The King of Comedy. At number five. Casino. At number four. Taxi Driver. At number three. The Wolf of Wall Street. At number two. Incorrectly, Goodfellas. (laughs) (laughs) And the number one rightfully placed to to Martin Scorsese movie is... Raging Bull. Are you talking to me? No, that's Taxi Driver. What's Raging Bull? You fucked my wife? Exactly. (laughs) Why is this number one? You know? You're hesitating. I don't even know a lot of them, Goodfellas. Yeah. We just went through a bunch of them. Ah, fair enough. What, am I a clown? Do I I amuse you? Uh, anyway, there you go. That's our top ten Martin Scorsese. Do we have a Drew Ends list? We don't have a Drew Ends list. All right, no, Drew. I'm, I'm going to look through our email again real quick. Okay. Drew, well, Drew won't hear this in time. But if Drew sends his list, maybe one of us will record his list and edit, on, uh, edit it on to the show. So we'll stop here. Okay, and then we're back. And we should have stopped earlier at uh, number All five. All right. Forgot to do that. Well, I'll find a way to do that since I'm editing these things anyway. I'll okay. find a way to add some. But if you want to, let's do something wild right now. All right, all right, that's our number five. So we'll be back after these words from our sponsors uh, for the top 10. Hey, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed those uh, quick words from our sponsors. We thoroughly appreciate them coming on. Let's jump back into this list. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so, uh, Drew, thank you so much for suggesting this topic. Uh, we'll wait for your list. Yeah, I don't have it on uh, either of our two email accounts either. Okay, fair so. enough. All right. Um, all right. Do we want to do shout outs? Yeah, so we'll jump right into shout outs. Mm-hmm. And our thanks goes out to each and every one of you. Um, we have to go through, there's a tremendous number of names, and we're oh, all yeah. so thankful. We're both so thankful for all your support, is what yeah. I meant to say. Uh, it's great. We keep we add more and more patrons every month, yep. and we keep working harder and harder to get you guys extra little perks, extra little stuff. We have announcements eventually in the very near future about upcoming live events, so stay tuned. Um, and uh, that is legit. We are just waiting to hear back about specific dates from two different venues. That's it. That's all we're waiting <laughs> on. So once we have a concrete uh, contract, done deal, because both of these will issue a contract. We will sign, send back, and we're good to go. Yeah. And uh, that should be in the very, very, very near future. And then we are going to jump in. Right if you guys want to hear your name or participate in any of the shows that we do over at uh, patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10, head over. And now let's jump into the shout outs. Would you like to start us off, friend? Sure. Uh, Matthew Hasso. Christopher Brockman. Andrew Hayes. Corey O'Connor. David Mitchell Baker. Ah, Drew Inns. Mackenzie Horner. Mike Barrington. Steven Anderson. Wiley Todd. Willie Logie. Christos Alexakos. Yeah, man. Andrew Marker. Andrew Nally. Andy Tan. Angela Dashner. Anthony Anthony Castlenova. Ashley Prowls. Ben Cartwright. Bernie Knapp. Billy Gilliams. Bobby Michael. Brandon Monroe. Cameron Chapman. Chris Lemke. Clay Williams. Cody Rexford. Daniel Chaput. Daniel McCarty. Darren Bush. Ed Buskirk. Ellis Manchaka. Eric Bloor. Eric Rebner. Frank Montoya. Jeff Kelly. George Manchaka. Hans Eskelson. Jeremy Metz. Joe Farrelly. Jonathan Caro. Joseph Burtwistle. Joshua Stetz. Josh Mabry. Johanna Linaverta. Justin McDonald. Keith Below. Keith Fitzgerald. Kevin Fuss. Kristen Kurtz. Lawrence Witt. Louis Berrigan. Mark Fawcett. Mark Menchaka. Oh, man. Matt Hall. Mitchell Burl. Neil Blackie. Philip Hunt. Robert Haley. 
Ryan Krupa. Ryan Nem. Sean Brennan. Steve Schluckabier. Sujayanth Fernando. The Blast, the Blast from Our Past podcast. Zach Butts. Adilardo Fuente. Alex Ramsey. Alex Russell. Aliyah Moore. Ahmad Ali. Andres Mendoza. Anthony George. April Rybacki. Aza Denning. Ben Quirk. Ben Archambault. Blake Gaunt. Blake O'Brien. Brian Akins. Cameron Belgrade. Chris Cabrera. Chris Consiglio. Chris Judge. Christopher McIntyre. Cody Seal. Corey Trainer. Cody Markham. Dale Varley. Dan Petraglia. Dan Somerville. Deborah Torres. Drew Burkhart. Dwayne Joseph Burke. Sub Dwayne Dylan Buller Dempsey. Dylan Johnson. Dylan Yoon. Edward Dobbins. Eric Stevenson. Gareth Weldon. Uh, Gunner R. Haley Morton. Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. James Appleby. Janvia Canazar. Jason Bradshaw. Jason Liao. Jeff Saliba. Jeremy Bauer, Bowers. Uh, JIC317. Nice. Jim W. Joe Ibarra. Joey Anthony. John Douse. John Keefe. Joseph Viola. Josh Sachs. Justin O'Neill. Keith Archer. Kelly W. A. Along. Uh, Kristen Smith. Hey, Christian Veselchich. Kyle Beckworth. Kyle Feller. Mallory Garrett. Marcel Behrman. Marcus Davenport. Matt Hannigan. Matt Simmons. Matthew Poland. Maurice Robinson. MF Doom. Michael Kelly. Mike McDade. Michael Schmerer. Nathan Leonard. Nick Francis. Nicholas Smith. An Nizar Alabasi. Noel Kelleher. Pat Bofamonte. Patrick Mullen. Peter Ross. Phil Neglia. Philip Renshaw. Ravi Prasad. Reagan Lubbig. Rob Harris. Roque Orellana. Ruben Enriquez. Ryan M. Brandos. Scott Zarnecki. Shane Noble. Simon Bruyard. Spencer uh, f uh, Freightway. Tim Begg. Tim Franco. Timothy Berg. Wayne Murphy. Uh, Victor Whiskey Island. Uh, 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 Xerian or Gigglesan. AJ Barrera. Aaron Carroll. Abby Lugo. Alexander Mazonia. Andre uh, Constantinesco. Uh, Andrew Herbs. Constantinesco. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Herbs. Andrew O'Day. Andrew Ortiz. Archie Bear. Uh, Martin Tuttle. AZ Badfish. Blair Simpson. Bobby Carney. Brandon Caridi. Charlie McKenna. Chelsea Lewis. Chris Jones. David Gregson. Dimitri Melot. DJ Red Hotcox. Eric Bruin. Evan Bistrom. Evan Zoller. Giancarlo Simonetta. Garcia Romero. Houston Bodley. Ian Horner. Isaiah Hoffman. Jacob Pullen. James Leggett. James Paddy. James Trapani. James Winstead. Jen Kemps. Top Jen. Jim Payne. Joe H.Y. Yeah, Joe H.Y. Yep. Johannes Schmidt. Jonathan Jace. Jordan Wilcher. Josh Lawrence. Josh Murphy. Joshua Williams. Joshua Wynn. Juan Reyes. Julian Key. Catherine Samuels. Ken Reels. Christian Lungard Kjoller. Uh, Kyle Spahn. Laura Deverson. Luke Allison. Luke Larson. Magali Dore. Matt Chipping. Matthew Lee Cravens. Mike Shea. Nathan Williams. Nick Dornoff. PJ Patrick Campbell. Philip Lane. Reese uh, Seaborn. Rob McDonald. Rodrigo Velvarde III. Ryan McKenna. Scott uh, Lynch, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Kohler. Seamus Braytag. Sean Scott. Seth Shearer. Stacy Flores. Stephen Armstrong. I shall not say his name, the <laughs> Cinephiles. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Thomas Price. Thorsten Amuller. Tim Reimert. Timothy R. Williams. And Will Morse. All right, on. That's a big list. Thank you so much to everyone who's contributing and helping the Top Ten Show. Now, do you think Steve goes from double time to regular time to hear his voice or his uh, name and... Regular speed, or does he? Uh, I'll be honest with you, I bet he slows it down, so he, you think he drags like half it speed? out. Yeah. 
Thank you, Steve. <laughs> the shit off us. Yeah, yeah. I think he totally, absolutely does that. Yes, that's my personal opinion. Um, yeah. So our our uh, eternal thanks to everybody that supports us over at Patreon.com forward slash the top ten. We have all kinds of different stuff, but starting uh, with next week, after you guys hear this, we will have a video for you guys out there. It's all thanks to you, to your support. We reached out, got a little partnership going with Collider. Yeah. Said to them a little something. They said something back, and we said bingo, bango, bongo. We got us a deal. And so that comes out for the Patreon members uh, minimum a week before everybody else on Tuesdays, and we'll have uh, a link system set up for you guys. You can go and watch it there, and uh, be good to go. Our thanks to all of you that support us. And uh, if you'd like to join the discussion there, I gave you the address or facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show with the number 10. Hit us up over there. All kinds of great discussions going on. Me on Twitter at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. Me at The Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. Look, it's always a blast to have you guys come along with us on the show. And as Matt has been saying numerous times in the last few weeks, we got live events coming up and uh, we got a lot of changes, a lot of new things coming down the pike. And of course... Uh, Collider, our debut next week, back on Collider. Uh, dropping the bombs, dropping the F-bombs, dropping the whole nine. Maybe even bringing in the drum again to get uh, get Corey and a- uh, Adam, uh, Co- sorry, Cody and Adam involved in the show. Who's this Corey? Oh, yeah. We got a third uh, guy in the mix. <laughs> yeah, I called Adam Eric the other day in my head. There's, anyway, the, we're going to have a, it's going to be so cool to be back on the Collider uh, brand and doing our yeah. thing and having the show be its own show. You'll get to see this beard. On that week only, because yeah. I'm shaving off the, the day after we uh, record. Oh wow! So I one grew more it week for Christmas, for not for Christmas, for Halloween. Oh, oh, what do you? What'd you go? What are you going as? Uh, Fat Thor. <laughs> so <laughs> I let this get as long as scraggly as I can oh take it God. in two months. Who's Catherine? What's she playing? She is Captain Marvel. Oh, it, it's all for my nephew gets to pick Halloween. Oh, that's and cool. And then we all choose something within that. Will you have that up on the social media? Yeah, I can take a picture. You we should. did Incredibles last year. Yeah, you guys should take a picture of both. I did uh, Mole Man. Everyone. Yeah. I made my own costume. Oh, Mole Man. I did Mole Man. Nice. Well, Mr. Incredible, gone. Uh, you know. Wait, so you I, mean the Underminer? Dash. The Underminer, I'm sorry. Right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I, I already had a hard hat, so I spray painted it brown, and I had a light that I got for the front, and I got overalls, and <laughs> made my own cape. I love it. I didn't have the claw prosthetic hands. I'm like, look, I've already done a lot for this. Right, right. We have to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> it's for a five-year-old. Now he's, you know, he's a little older. All right, fine. The Underminer. But I had to buy just like a sweater type of thing. And I already have a Henley, so I'm just going to put like a pillow underneath. And I've got flannel pants. I don't have Crocs, but I'll wear sandals. Yeah. I got bare, beat up old sandals. That's perfect. And I bought Mjolnir, like a small one that I can give to my nephew when the night's over. Done. Done. Easy. (laughs) I already own most of this wardrobe. Perfect. Very smart. Very smart. Uh, But it is time. This thing's driving me nuts. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Top Ten. And we will talk to you next week with our brand-new show and our debut back on Collider. Take care, everybody. Until then. 